White Sox. White Sox. Go, 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 go. Call your sons, call your daughters. Holy cow. You can't put it on the board. Yeah. Yes. It's a perfect game. Red Grand Slam. A White Sox winner and a world championship. Jimenez. He's your hero tonight. Thanks, Cubs. The dynamic duo of Herb Lawrence and Chris Tannehill. Those two are like a tag team, you know. Come with me. Hi, this is Jim Tomey, and the best White Sox talk is on Locked On Sox Podcast with Tanny and Herb. Hello, and welcome back to Locked On Sox. My name is Herb Lawrence. You can follow me on Twitter. It is at Ecknerwall23. That is Lawrence spelled backwards, 2-3. Chris Tannehill is at Chris Tannehill, and our show is at Locked On Sox on Twitter and Instagram. And thanks for making Locked On Sox your first listen every day. Locked on Socks is free and available on all platforms, including Locked on Socks on YouTube. If you want to leave us a voice message, 312-566-8727. That is Harold Baines, AJ Brzezinski, Mark Burley, Jorge Orta, Bo Jackson, Carlton Fist, Tim Anderson. Did I get that right? Yes. Yeah. 312-566-8727 or LockedOnSocks at gmail.com. Chris, how are you doing? I'm doing fine, Herb. Uh, just looking at some things here. Uh, you know, I just popped open the dashboard for the show. We're looking at well over 50,000 downloads this month. So thank you very much, everyone, for checking in. And we are approaching about 500,000 downloads for the year. So that's pretty good stuff right there, man. That's that, that's good. But here we are still talking about the Sox, even though the World Series uh, is is all set to go here, but no White Sox in it. But we're here, we're still here. We're still here talking about it. Uh, I gotta ask you, Herbie, how was your weekend? Um, you know, mediocre. It was yeah. fine. We like we Friday we stayed here and chilled out. Uh, actually, we went out. We went out a little bit. We had Ziggy uh, out at the uh, Urban Pooch. I guess it's a boarding place. So we went out to our old digs uh, over there at the Walcott Tap. Also went over to DS Tequila, had a nice night. And then uh, Saturday just pretty much chilled out here. She had to go to school, so I chilled out here. Got a little high on the pills after a little bit. You know me. <laughs> uh, yeah. Otherwise, otherwise, nothing else. I, yourself? I applaud you, man. I can no longer booze, uh, and I can no longer uh do the edible thing because i wake up with the really severe migraines if i do either or so i have mm. no i have no method uh of easing my pain um <laughs> so i don't know what we're doing here so uh, you know what i've been doing though is i've been on that smoker but on that green big big green egg today and it's mm. not it's not mike victor level quality here uh, today, but I smoked uh, two chickens. I brined them overnight in Revolution Oktoberfest. So we did like mm. you know, uh, you know, German style Oktoberfest cuisine here. We had you know uh, some stone ground, the whole grain mustard potatoes here with the Oktoberfest brined smoked chicken. Oh, it was delicious! But it had to be very, very uh, flavorful and also uh, juicy with that oh, overnight brine. Oh, absolutely! Wife was a big fan. It, it was a success despite all the rain. We were just pounded with uh, with rain today in the Chicagoland area. We got a little seepage down here in our basement. We're good about once a year for that, and it's not fun. Uh, I've been dealing with that in between recording sessions here, so you know it, things could be worse. I went over to Danny Parkins' house on Saturday for his surprise 35th birthday party. He's celebrating his uh, Frank Thomas birthday. Number 35, Frank 
Thomas. So that was that was lovely. Um, but yeah, I just uh, been going through it. Uh, I've been waking up in the middle of the night for a couple hours, and you know, going to bed super early, but then waking up in the middle of the night. Like I can't go to bed before like nine thirty, ten o'clock, or else I will wake up in the middle of the night, no matter how tired I am. So I woke up. Last night, and I started, you know, watch some movies. I watched that Anthony Bourdain documentary. It's called Roadrunner. Saw yeah. that. That was uh, not very uplifting. It did not put me in a good mood because you know how Anthony Bourdain's life uh, sadly ended. But uh, a life uh, that was certainly full, but uh, a lot of lot of uh, angst uh, by uh, people in his life uh, for not getting, you know, closure and you know for for sort of taking that way out but uh, that was not very uplifting and then that bears game was not very uplifting either uh, and here we are uh sitting here idly uh, as the as the white Sox are, are are on the outside looking in at the next round of the postseason which is the world series it's set it's the astros it's the braves and if you had this in, in your world series bracket at the beginning of the year i tip my cap to you Fine, sir, or or madam. Um, but first, Herb, I got to address some stuff. We have some, uh, you know, a little bit of housekeeping here that that we have to get in order here. Uh, on Friday afternoon, I saw a, a Twitter poll go up. Uh, Bennett Carroll, who is a huge Sox fan, I'm sure. If anyone's on White Sox Twitter, oh, oh what the fuck is up? White Sox Twitter. What's up, everyone? White Sox Twitter. Bennett Carroll's on there. He works for SiriusXM, I believe. He's one of their fantasy football uh, experts and a big Sox fan. And he did his own little bracket style of voting of White Sox Twitter people, right? So mm-hmm. I, I did not realize this as it was going on and someone alerted me to it. I do follow Ben Bennett, but I just did not see it. Um, you really took one on the chin here. Uh, best White Sox media personalities finalists. There's mm-hmm. Jason Benetti, Steve Stone, pretty good, and then you, my friend, and you, sir, got boat raced. Jason Benetti won, won it handily, 63%, Steve Stone coming in with 23%, and you uh, drew 14%. Uh, in the White Sox media personalities finalists, there's still one day left, folks. So you can you can really gain some headway here. I guess by the time this show posts at around midnight or so, if you you have your um, your Eastern European you know da- data mining farm uh, going to work for you, you can uh, sort of make some uh, progress here. But what is going on here? How did you make it in this bracket here with Benetti and Stone? And why are you getting your ass kicked so handedly here? Well, I voted on his um, it was like a Google uh, poll like he it sends you to this Google poll and you pretty much just fill out who you want. So it's no multiple choice. It's you fill out the name of the person that you want. Like you had the the best uh, podcast, which we were in. Oh, yeah, we we're losing that one. That one. There's still there's still time here. Uh, We we are up against Sox Machine and from the 108. From the 108 is 42% of the vote, and then we are in third behind Sox Machine, so that's unacceptable, but I don't really care either way, but yes. A Google poll, yeah. you say. I saw this on Twitter only. Yeah, I mean, he had it on Twitter, but it, it linked to his Google, I guess, uh, I don't know, the kids do these things. They, <laughs> they make their own polls up on Google, on the on the Twitter machine, too. Yeah. Uh, so, funniest White Sox Twitter account. I didn't Me. get on there. Ridiculous. Me. Uh, I, I literally put you down there. I put your name down there, but you didn't make the finals. White Sox Twitter account finalist, like the best White Sox Twitter account finalist, did not make it ridiculous. Most informative White Sox. I actually voted for Josh Nelson 
in the Google poll. And then also when the real thing came out, Jordan Lozowski, I was like, oh, yeah, Jordan Lozowski is yeah. really funny. And then Jay Kuda, like a guy who's been uh, hooking us up, helping us a couple times. He's been a revelation. He's been awesome. So those are the three. I, I don't know. I don't know why people put me in that poll. I'm not a media personality. <laughs> I guess I'm in the media. But those guys are really media personalities to technically work for the White Sox. I don't. So I'm glad I'm included in such great names as Jay Spinetti and Steve Stone. But yeah, I just expect to even be that close. 9% close to Steve Stone is a ridiculous thing. Yeah, I just thought that was funny. Yeah, but yeah, still time to, to vote for her. But yeah, no, but just to be in the, in the nominations, like, you know, when people think White Sox media, you know, Bennett thought Benetti and Stone, and then you, no Garfine. No, I don't even know. Like who. these people, no, these people voted for me to be in the top three. Okay, okay, all right, yeah. yeah. So, sorry if I missed that part. I was listening yeah. to you. I assure you. So, okay, so this is coming from the the Google poll, and then he brings it over to the Twitter. Uh, yes. that's wild, man. Uh, so you know, just, so maybe it was just Benetti and Stone just got a lot, and then one person put me, so I was the <laughs> fault number third third person there. Thank you, Courtney. I did not put myself, by the way. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Courtney. Thank you to your to your mother, uh, Linda. That's a, all great stuff, right there. By the way, yes, you. her birthday was on Friday, and I gave her the tickets that uh, Mitch gave us to go to the Bulls um, suite. She had a great time on her birthday. Oh man, that was how about those damn bulls, huh? That was an exciting you know, one for for your mom to see. God, yeah, imagine imagine a team with a general manager, a basketball oh, operations guy, careful. getting jobs done, um, spending money. Know, yeah, spending money, uh, retooling the whole team within the two years he's been here. Man, team looks exciting, looks young, fresh. Doesn't have you know that many resources, but somehow got these players to come here wow it's weird it's a refreshing uh change of pace from all the rest of the teams here in the city don't worry we're kind of sticking it to you and and to myself uh he did he did not get his media availability in before the world series began just to stick it to us because he knows we have to still talk about this team for five days uh for another week uh, or so then i think november we kick it down to three but yeah man maybe uh, he can do it in between can he not do it in between like on an off day on travel day <laughs> that'd be nice wouldn't it um <laughs> Yeah, goddamn job, Dick. On <laughs> Jesus, I'm mean, right. I'm that's his real name, right? Dick on Richard Dick. Uh, all right, okay. Back after this on Locked On White Sox. This episode of Locked On White Sox is brought to you by our friends at Direct TV. Welcome aboard, Direct TV. Does this sound familiar to you guys out there? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live. Another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for all the good stuff, right? Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment that you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again, and the best part, there's no annual contract, so get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Direct TV, get your TV together compatible device required content varies by package so you mentioned the world series herb uh and how excited are we for this world series huh mm. oh boy oh my God. 
Just so um, great. Yeah, so we have the Astros and the Braves. Uh, Tuesday, 7.09, first pitch. It'll be Charlie Morton versus Frenmil Valdez. I got to ask you, Herb, all seriousness, do you have any interest whatsoever in this World Series other than, oh, God, by God, I hope the Astros lose? That's literally the only thing I'll be not even watching for. I'll be just checking the scores the next day or Twitter that night. Like, oh, Astros lost. Awesome. It's good to good to know. Because <laughs> well, the Braves are not any great shakes, except for the people on the Braves, like the players. Freddie Freeman sounds like a great dude, and so does Jocktober. He seems like a good guy. I don't know how good Soler is, but I love how Acuna plays, even though he's not playing. He's hurt right now, um, and they lost their best pitcher, and they keep on rolling. Yeah, man, this is some baseball magic right here. You know, they they win their division, and they're not a strong division, um, but they they manage to to survive in advance. They they knock off the defending world champion, the Dodgers, and and here they are, man. So anything could happen in, in baseball, man. Especially when you're playing with house money as they are. Yeah, I'm not saying they're going to win. We'll get to our predictions in a second here, but it's it's a fascinating story here to see one of those teams like the Braves, and I just I, it's it's frustrating because the, the more we talked about it at the beginning of the postseason when we said that the the Astros would be the biggest test for the White Sox, and if they could get by them, uh, I think this thing was right there for the Sox, and there you have it. They would have had to face the Atlanta Braves in the World Series, and you know, it just it, it, this feels like a, a missed opportunity here in 2021 for the Sox, but. We won't dwell on that too much, but uh, there are a couple reasons to root for Atlanta. You mentioned Freddie Freeman, uh, one of the the best all-around players in the game, a gold glover, MVP award winner along with Jose Abreu last year, and just one of the the seemingly uh, one of the the, the class acts in all the game. Uh, Mm -hmm. I remember he was one of the first people to to eloquently speak out against the Astros uh, once the cheating scandal broke out a couple years back, and you know there, there was a lot of vitriol, a lot of hatred, and rightfully so, a lot of animosity. But Freddie Freeman, I, I remember him getting up there and just being very emotional and, and talking about it very earnestly, like and and saying a specific example of of one of his friends that pitched against the Astros that season, and he got lit up. I don't remember the player's name, unfortunately, but I just remember him talking about his friend and saying that look, like this wasn't just guys getting ahead. This is guys that were that lost their jobs and are no longer in baseball because of what the Astros were doing that that season. It's disappointing. Um, I think as professional athletes, um, we are competing at a high level and we want it to be a fair competition. Uh, we all put in so much work for it to to be able to play in that game and for some things not to be fair in certain aspects. It's, it's a little it's a little disappointing. Uh, the biggest thing for me is some of those guys that went into Houston. Uh, I think everyone knows Chris Medlin around here, uh, one of my favorite teammates of all time, worked hard to get back to the big leagues. Um, took him two years to get back in 2018, with and he had one start, and it was in Houston. He gave up seven earned runs. So. Do I do I know? Was it happening that game? It's just you just don't know. Um, he retired about a week after that, so that's that's the hard stuff for me. Um, when you you, you kind of people's careers um, could have been over because of that, so and it's kind of emotional for me because I really I really do love Chris and he works so hard to get back to the big league. So that's what hits me. Um, Cheating is cheating, but when you when you mess with people's lives and careers, that's what's the hardest thing for me of that whole thing is. I'm sorry for getting emotional. 
to mm-hmm. me, like that was one of the more powerful, I think, moments of, of that whole scandal there when, when people started to speak out against it. Like I remember, you know, uh, Cody Bellinger saying, oh, yeah, they took our World Series. Well, it's, it's not that simple. Like, you know, you still have to, you know, there's a lot of things that, that are you can't really quantify or prove one way or another. But saying that people lost their jobs in baseball, you look at someone like Danny Farquhar, you know, who was, you know, one of the early victims of what the Astros were doing. That's sort of how this thing got broken wide open. If you go back and look at his sequence of uh, pitching against the Astros a couple years back, guys like that, guys that were on the fringe, that uh, you know, not necessarily just because the Astros beat them, they're out of the game. But you 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 compound that with other things they were going through, and all of a sudden you're facing a team who has a clear advantage, and all of a sudden you're out of baseball. And Freddie Freeman was a stand-up guy in that regard, talking about his friend. And I think that's a little added uh, storyline here. Whatever with the Astros, there's always going to be the added storyline of that. But Freddie Freeman is a guy that that sticks out to me as someone who spoke out against them, and, and I thought that was intriguing. And also Herb. Nate Jones would get a ring. Mm. Nate Jones would get a ring if the Braves won the World Series because he began the season with Atlanta, uh, moved on over to the Dodgers. He retired in August, and then he got himself a player development gig over at the uh, university. Excuse me, the Northern Kentucky University. Uh, a couple weeks after he retired, so he's still. I think that's where he's from. Yes, exactly, exactly. So he's he's going home. Uh, tell the world he's he's coming home, and he'll get a ring if the uh, Braves win the World Series, and I, that would be very cool for Nate Jones, former White Sox pitcher there. Uh, but overall, not a very exciting World Series here. Um, getting back to the Astros, did you make anything? Uh, I mean, you saw those videos come out. I think it was last week of the, the Astros whistleblower and people were trying to go on, on Twitter and online and say that uh, the Astros were signaling uh, fastball by by whistling and you could, you could pull up all these videos so there were some against the Sox uh, some against the other Sox the Red Sox and you know just throughout the season signaling whenever there was a fastball coming you'd hear a whistle that was pretty clear you know but people are whistling all the time in, in, in a baseball game, so I don't know how much yes. stock I put into that. It could be nothing. It could be a thing. Uh, also, that's a pretty clear way to, you know, if, if, if that's what's going to bust up your organization and, get, and allow you to lose is allowing someone to whistle. And, and if you haven't figured that out and you haven't adjusted to it, I don't know what to do for you if you're a baseball team. But well, what did you make of that? Do you think that was nonsense or did you have a little uh, put some stock into what people were saying that the Astros were uh, back up in this bitch again, cheating again? You can't put it past them to do it but i didn't see any significant evidence where i was like okay i see it clearly there was some that okay i hear a whistle it was a fastball but it wasn't uh, consistent like the john boy one a couple years ago where you clearly can hear the the crash can being hit multiple times if needed be or single times like he was doing the sequence and then it's like okay that follows the pattern that has been established and they understood it so yeah, I wouldn't put anything past them. Like when we were talking about um damn, what's his name now? We we're talking about Tempura yeah. and his allegations against the Astros. I was like, Hey man, I don't think he has any solid evidence, but I'm not gonna be saying giving the Astros the benefit of the doubt. So I'm just just wanting them to lose. <laughs> I cause I can feel I can feel it. Not just them, the media doing some type of shitty redemption story. See the Astros after all that strife. Here they are world series champions. 
Look at them. What did you see? Buster Olney. I could see Peter Gammons. I could see them all just oh. smiling, having a great time. Oh, what a redemption story. Dusty Baker, man, wins the big one. Oh, my Jesus. That's great. Did you see the, all that? Did you see the Tom Rinaldi piece that ran before the ALCS last week? Tom Rinaldi usually makes people cry. Uh, he was doing a report for uh, for Fox Sports, and he was talking about how everyone needs a villain and how baseball needed a villain. Uh, but this was really just in, in 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 muddy moral waters here, because you're talking about also everyone's a villain because Alex Cora is on the other side of it, and he was one of the key ringleaders of that whole thing. But it was like sort of like oh, let's embrace the fact that baseball has a villain and everyone hates them. And then they they brought back all that footage from. Uh, early 2020 when the Astros were on their their really really uh you know uh, ill-conceived PR tour where all the players were lashing out at the media and Carlos Correa says you if you don't know what was going on f you and blah 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 you know it was really ugly and gross and I think Peter Gammons has already started doing that he was talking about uh, just some of the success stories and uh going on with the Astros and, and Dusty Baker being one of them but I you know I am kind of rooting f- for dusty in a way so we can get rid of a lot of those narratives like can't win the big one things like that you know i do i am a dusty fan i I wish dusty was was the manager of the white Sox and not tony la russa i don't think it matters but if i had to pick between one of those two uh dusty is like you know we talked about it tony 77 dusty 72 i think but the 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 five-year age gap seems like 50 you know dusty is is still that dude i just i just hate the fact that he's with the astros you know so i will not shed a tear if he doesn't go away with the with with the big one here but um yeah i I miss me with all that villain stuff and and the redemption story nonsense like like they're gonna have to latch on to the Braves here I think as the Cinderella darling like the media is going to have to decide really quickly here and I think they have a real easy uh you know uh hero in, in this scenario here with, with the under the quote-unquote underdog team uh finally getting back to the World Series after how, however many years it's been but I think the, the narratives are all set up for you there uh now it's up to the players on the field to deliver uh, a quality World Series which uh, to be honest with you, I, I have no real interest in, man. Um, I, I don't know how much of it I'm going to watch, to be honest with you. I, there's not much here that you can look at through a White Sox lens and, and take anything from. You know, I think we know the Astros are better than them. We know that they're most likely better than the Braves. So, you know, there's no you know pending free agents of note, I don't believe, from, from either side that you want to look at as a White Sox fan to see how they perform on the big stage. This is a boring-ass World Series, in my opinion, here. I'll probably check in on Game 1 because that's what you do. You watch the World Series when it's on. But, you know, I didn't watch the World Series really last year. I, I hated the, the vibe there down in Texas with limited fans. It was weird and... Uh, you know, just a sour taste in my mouth after the Sox got bounced. So I think there's going to be uh, more of the same here this year, but we might as well get to it. Our World Series predictions next on Locked on White Sox. Locked on White Sox is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar, it's the best tasting protein bar ever. Don't you love freedom of choice? That's what we love about this country, right? Well, it's no different at BuiltBar.com. They have so many different delicious flavors for you to try. There's something for everyone. Every Built Bar fan that I know, they've got their different favorite flavors. I have mine. Herb has his. Mine, of course, German chocolate. Thankfully, I still have a surplus here from the last time I ordered them. I'm down about 25 pounds now. 
thanks to our friends at Built Bar. I've been replacing a lot of those bad sugary snacks with Built Bars, and it's made all the difference. There's so many flavors to choose from. Coconut, Cherry Barcia, Raspberry, Mint Brownie, Double Chocolate, Salted Caramel, Strawberry, Orange, Cookies and Cream, and of course, German Chocolate. So if you haven't tried all these great flavors, great way to get introduced to something new is mix it in. Get a mixed box of Built Bars. That way you can try something new along with the flavors that you already love. So when you get the mixed box, you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. And best of all, they're not only delicious, they're also healthy. 17 to 18 grams of protein in each bar, calories ranging from 130 to 180, only four to five grams of sugar, and just four to five grams of net carbs per Built Bar. All delicious, all good for you. Order today, Built Bar, the official protein bar of U.S. track and field. Go to BuiltBar.com and use our promo code LOCK15, and that's going to get you 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Predictions here. How do you think this World Series is going to shake out? I think the Astros are going to win in five games. I mean, I've been downplaying them this whole time, but they're a really strong, good team. Now, do I hate them? Yeah, it's still there. When they win, will I respect the championship? Probably. But will I talk smack? Hell yeah, because I don't know if the, the championship's on level. They never got punished for the first one. My, why wouldn't you try to cheat again? Where's the where's the where's the uh, part where you're like, OK, that was very punitive. I can't do that again. I don't want to do that because they're going to get me It's like, no, I kept my money. I have my ring. The World Series trophies in our case. Why wouldn't we do the same stuff that we just did? There's no reason not to. So I'm going to go with the Astros in five and hope I'm the wrongest person in the world. I will go Astros in six. Um, I, I think their pitching is still like, I don't know how they got through that ALCS. Um, you know, I know Chris Sale left his nuts out there on the field. Left my nuts out there on that mound tonight. That's for damn sure. Yeah, I don't know how the Astros pitching staff got through uh, that series and, and to have them finish strongly there. And, you know, we saw that Christian Javier, who was really damn good against the White Sox, he stayed good after that. So I just don't know if they'll be able to withstand everything that they had to go through the past two series because the, the both Soxes really put them through uh, the, the buzzsaw there. But they're, they're still good enough to overcome it. Their offense is, is, is all world, and I think that that's all they'll need. They can just outmash the Braves if they have to, if their pitching doesn't hold up. So I, I agree. Uh, as, as much as I hate to say it, I think the Astros take this one in six games, and you know, uh, well, hopefully it's over sooner than that because I, I want to get to the transactions here. I want to get. I hope the the Braves or I hope the Astros get swept. But that's not going to happen. So I hope the the Astros sweep the Braves. Realistically, four games, get them out, get them the hell out, and then we can get on to the off season transactions and begin to talk about the building of the twenty twenty two. Uh, Chicago White Sox. I, I think I'm looking forward to that uh, most of all, and then of course the the impending uh, you know winter meetings and labor strife. Huh? It's going to be a fun off season here on the show. Oh mm. boy, can't wait to get after it here. So uh, that that's where we're at with it. Um, but yeah, man, uh, there we are. That that's your World Series preview, your half-assed World Series preview of a World Series that I'm sure you don't care about, we don't care about, but that's what it is, and uh, that's all I got today, Herbie. That is Chris Tannehill at Chris Tannehill on Twitter. Me, Herb Lawrence Ecknerall, 23 on Twitter. And our show is at Locked on Socks, Twitter, Instagram. And thank you for making Locked on Socks your first listen every day. Locked on Socks is free and available everywhere. Everywhere you get a podcast, it's there, including Locked on Socks on YouTube. For Chris, my name is Herb. Thank you for joining us for this World Series preview of Locked on Socks.